This episode of Into the Boundary is powered by Thomas Financial Group. If you enjoy our episodes, make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more exclusive content. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is Daryl Watson. I'm Eric Taylor. I'm Lamar Ford. You're listening to my boy Lou Mobley on Into the Boundary. This is Jamal Cussin. I just got finished with Lou Mob doing Into the Boundary podcast. You an athlete from the city? Got a story to tell. It's a great opportunity to get your voice heard, man. Come holler at my man on Into the Boundaries with Lou Mob. Just finished the Into the Boundary podcast with Lou Mobley. More athletes should come down from Philadelphia and do your thing. Want to tell your story? Come on out. And talk about, you know, all your, your experiences and, you know, get your voice heard a little bit. So sit down and talk to him. Check him out. Welcome to Into the Boundary, the podcast with no boundaries, where sports meet real life. I'm your host, Lou Mobley. And today we have another Philadelphia Catholic League champion, two-time first-team All-Catholic selection, All-City, second-team All-State, Played in the Philadelphia All-Star Game. Most rushing yards in a playoff game in school history at 243 rushing yards. Dennis Shaw. Hey, nothing, man. How you, dog? Listen, I've been trying to track you down for a while, man. I'm here now, man. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. You know, I brought you in here to talk about this Newman West Catholic rivalry, man. Right, right. You know, um, just, just diving back into that, you know. I remember my senior year, um, you know, West was always a big game on our schedule. Like, that was like, I guess Wood was like the most dominant, uh-huh. but we could see that y'all was like right there with them, you know, and um, y'all was nice. Y'all had a bunch of athletes, you feel me? Um, but just diving back into that rivalry when you got there, man, what did you really remember from that Newman West rivalry? From, from the from Newman West rivalry, it was, it was exactly that. It was a rivalry, so... You get your trash talking throughout the week. You get your, yeah, you know I mean, back and forth from the from the top players, quote unquote, so to say. Yeah, you know I mean, so it was more so like trash talk. Oh, we gonna do this, we gonna do that. When we, yeah, you know I mean, when we run into each other. But in the game, it was the same exact way. So no matter what the score was, no matter who was winning or who was losing, it was still, yeah, you know I mean, intensity, trash talk going back and forth. It was, it was, it was fun. It was fun. No, it's sad to call it a rivalry. I don't ever remember we beat y'all or <laughs> right, anything right, like right. that. But you know, just just the fact that y'all were another team with a whole bunch of inner city kids. Exactly. Yeah. Um, y'all had a loaded. I remember y'all having so many coaches on the right. sideline. Yeah. And y'all had. I used to think y'all your uniforms look nice. <laughs> like y'all used to look good. You know yeah. what I mean? But like y'all were fast, man. Fast, yeah. athletic. Um, and at every position, I felt like it started to be like you know type of. Division one, division two type of talent. Uh-huh. Like y'all, that was the first time I really started to see that in our in our uh, division. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, for the for the most part, like you said, in our division, blue division at the time, we had, if not the top notch, we had close to the top notch skills. Just like you said, with inner city kids coming in, you know, speed demons coming in, and guys that could just flat out either you handle the ball or throwing the ball, they just going it's going flat, they going flat out make a play. So. I feel as though I feel as though we did have the best athletes. We were well coached as well, and uh, we was good up front. Definitely was good up front. Um, shoot, I seen yeah, y'all had uh, Anthony Rhodes and uh, yeah. Yeah. Isaiah Emmons. You know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a tackle, yeah. so like I had yeah. to go against yeah. them guys. Yeah. 
Um, them guys had good motors on them, man. Right, right. That had good size too. Yeah. You know, that's that's one thing. And and, and 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 another thing that they did well for us up front, they did a great job molding the younger the, the younger guys that came in. Because I remember my senior year, besides the two that you mentioned, everybody else probably was pretty much junior, senior, junior, sophomore, so pretty much underclassmen. So they did a great job. They always did a great job of molding the young talent into preparing them to be elite when it was their time to go as seniors. So No, you talk about molding, man. Just talk a little bit about that staff and some of the coaches that, you know, help, help influence and grow you as a player. Well, for me, uh, Coach Albie, the GOAT, that's my main guy. That's the first guy that actually gave me a chance. I remember coming in as a probably like, what, 15, no older than 15, probably 15, 16-year-old sophomore in 10th grade. I come in, I'm playing uh, playing running back on the scout team. This is about the time we got all those transfers from, of course, Newman Goretti. <laughs> and that 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 enhanced the rivalry a lot. So we get uh, Maurice Slocum, we get Danny Chavis, uh, we get uh, we get we get Stout, the wide receiver. So I come in, we get uh, who else? We get I think we Mark Davis. We uh, he's he was a linebacker. We get all these guys, and here I go. I'm scrawny little 15, 16 year old, fresh off, fresh out of freshman football, fresh out of little league. I'm playing scout team versus these dudes, and I remember just running circles around them. I'll be like, yo. Put him in. So let's see. Let's see what he can do. So I'm running scout team. Obviously, we know scout team is pretty much, you know what I mean, bottom of the barrel. It is what it is. You right. ain't getting alignment to block for you, especially now versus all those D1 town. You ain't getting alignment to block for you. You ain't getting no, it's no type of strategic. It's just if, for a running back, get the ball, run for your life. That's what it, that's, <laughs> what, that's what it was. So I get it. I'm I'm in practice. I still remember like it was yesterday. We in mini camp. I'm going through. I get the ball. I'm running circles all around these dudes. All right. So we uh fast forward first game versus Roman. This when we used to do the uh the little shore rivalry. Roman would play down there. We would play Roman every year. We play a Roman Catholic. It's a defensive game. It's a defensive game. Um, I'll say probably until like the second quarter, going into halftime, maybe even coming out in the thirds. Late late in the second quarter, I'll say late in the second quarter, we couldn't establish nothing offensive offensively. They couldn't establish nothing offensively. They had some guys, but Albie just turned around like, yo, go in. I look out, look down at myself. I'm like, me? Go in. Go in. Who who was who was starting over you at the time? Uh Chris DeFerio. He was pretty good. He was a thousand yard rusher. He was a thousand yard rusher, but he was the start. He was a senior. I was coming in as a sophomore. So I won in, in uh in camp. I won the backup job. Okay. So I was starting like, you know, kick return. They was letting me return a little bit under the punts, but I actually won the running back job, second string. And you know, in, the, in those years, if you was a second string running back for West, you was good. Yeah. You was you was good. And it, it and running back was a coveted position back then. So every like everybody wanted to come and running back. I remember going into the into camp. It's like we doing indies running back. Who who played running back? And you already know. Twenty dudes raised their hand. <laughs> Twenty, hands 20 dudes raised their oh I'm a running back. All right. So I ended up winning the running back's job as a as the the backup. That was good for me. I was in 10th grade. That was good. So fast forward, like I said, back to the game. We couldn't do nothing. Coach Alvey turned around. He put me in the game. He put me in the game, and everybody turned around and looked at him. The way I looked at myself, everybody looked at him like, is you crazy <laughs> putting this bull in the game? I get in the game. 
they gave me like I still remember a sixty six power. Power we had uh we had the fullback eye formation. This is back then. Eye formation, got the fullback, got the uh backside, got the backside guard pulling. 66 power, I get a handoff, take it 50 yards to the house. Where's Roman? First point to the game, 50 yards to the house. Come back, he give me the rock again. I get I get I get the rock again. Break for like another 40 yarder. We ended up running a quarterback sneak on a one yard line. I remember I remember vividly to this day. The offensive line turned around, looked at me, was like, who the hell are you? Yeah. To this day. I, I never forget it. <laughs> I never forget it. I'm, they turn around and like, yo, who the hell are you? So moral of the story, that was the first opportunity that I got. Coach wow. Albie was the first person mm-hmm. to give me the opportunity to play. So he, like I said, he was the running back coach. It was his job. So he he instilled his trust in me. I ended up getting it. We won that game. It was a low score game, 12 nothing, 12 nothing. I ended up running for 144 yards on like 12 carries, and I got the game ball that game, and that was like my introduction to West. Wow! So, coach, coach, he was he one of the only coaches that uh, you know, were any other coaches a part of your development there? Uh, well, see, Coach Fluck is the one that Coach Fluck was the head coach at the time. He's the one that actually, quote unquote, got me into West Catholic. Okay. Albie didn't see what I could do until I got there. Coach Fluck knew what I could do. Okay. So when it went. Rewind back to the to the whole the camp thing when they sent the uh when they sent the underclassmen down to to uh because we would have a, a break off where all right the underclassmen will practice with the underclassmen and uh junior Sims upperclassmen will practice together based on your talent level when I when they sent me the uh, they sent me to work out with the freshman and Fluck came down and grabbed me like no like the freshman and sophomore he came and grabbed me like nah that this is my guy and that's when I got to running around and and uh and camp and on the scout team and stuff like that. So he knew what I could do. He actually saw me play. He saw my potential. Okay. But he wasn't putting me in that game versus Roman. Not at all. <laughs> so, like I said, Albie turned around. He was the first person that gave me – he was the first one to give me a shot to actually show what I could do on the field. All right. You know, um, I ended up coaching with Coach Link, man. You know Coach Link from West Catholic, too. Um, Absolutely. Let's speak a little bit about y'all relationship. Link, Link was my, now Coach Link. Link was my guy. He was like he was more so. He was more so the yeah. I mean, the 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 coach that along with Coach Beatty, along with Coach Alby, these guys were more so the coaches that the kids gravitated towards because we looked at them as like even though they was older than us, we had a level of respect for them, but we also looked at them as like one of our peers right. because they respected us as such. Mm-hmm. So it was never like all right, they was talking down or no disrespect or something like that. We just they was. They was the cool coaches. They were right. the cool coaches. And Coach Link, I give him a lot of credit because Coach Link was the one he stretched me personally, individually, off to the side before every single game. Every single game. And before every single game, I was ready to go. I've never been stretched like that. I never been stretched far as like, you know, you when you quote unquote think you good, you're a star, you you get in calisthenics, you just go through the motions. You go through the motions. He pulled me over to the side every game, stretched me. By the time it was time to go, I was ready to go. I tell everybody that story. The first thing I say about Coach Link, man, he stretched me before every game. I was ready to go. I felt like a new man. I could go out there and play for six quarters if I had to. Mm. I was that loose. He got my hip, he got loosened up my hips, my hamstrings, my calves. Never cramped. I never cramped in one game in my high school career. Never cramped. And that was just, I mean, the the work that he did for me. So Coach Link, that was Coach Link is my guy. He's my guy to this day. Yeah, that's my guy too, man. Um... Just speaking about um, you talking about the rivalry. You said all the transfers. Um, 
Do anybody know why them dudes transferred to West? I have no idea why they transferred to West at all. All I know is when I saw Marquise Slocum walk through the door, I'm like, this dude going to the NFL for sure. Yeah. He's going to the NFL. He was that nice. He was that nice. He was that big. The he he might be well not might be. He's the the most athletic 360 pound, however, whatever he was, he was over 300. He's the most athletic big man, quote unquote, I've ever seen in my life. Like up close and personal with my own eyes. He could dunk, he could dunk the ball. He could catch, he can get a reverse. He could run a pop pass. He was just, he was just a freak of nature. Marquise, he was, he was a freak of nature. So mm. of course, when he left Norman, the, the tensions was crazy. And to leave Norman and go to West of all schools, that's where that's where it played into the rivalry a little bit more. So that's all that's what I remember as far as that. But I have no idea why they came to West. But I was happy to have them. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I got the uh, Newman, um, that's all I kept hearing is that all the guys had left, like they best players had left, and they, and I don't want to say it, but they was kind of, they were definitely salty. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Steve didn't like to reference it much. A lot of the other players referenced right. it, right? Like then you know they they used to steal our players and and it was that type right. that was that type and of that's guy. how it looked and that's how it looked we still still a player so I understand and then y'all was on this crazy incline you know right, what I mean right, y'all was right. getting so much better each and right. every year um but yeah man you play with a bunch of guys man like I just like even like the guys that came after you um you know like the Rob Holloman yeah and, Rob um, that's my guy Maples Rob Brandon Maples Curtis Drake them dudes was. That's that's three dudes that came in prepared. My senior year when we won that championship, all three of those guys played a major role. Matter of fact, in the uh in the championship game, I don't I don't know what it was. I came out of the game for a play. The backup the backup running backs was Maples, the back and uh Rob Holloman. I came out of the game for a play. I don't I, I if I want to say I wanted to, I want to say that my visor had my visor was fogging up in the championship game versus Archbishop Wood, and I came out to take my visor out. And the coach, they didn't, they just called a run play. Next thing I know, I turn around, Mate was running a 60-yard touchdown in the, mm. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the championship versus Archbishop Wood, who probably besides us had the, the best defense probably in, in the state that year. And I turn around, I just hear a chair, and I'm like, I look over, he down the field. Mind you, this is, he, he, he what, 10th grade? Probably like, probably like, that's my senior year. So, yeah, he was in 10th, 10th grade. Probably what, 16 years old? I turn around, he in a championship game running a touchdown, a meaningful one. Not, not, not no garbage time into the game. Our first points of the game, touchdown. So, yeah, those dudes was elite. Curtis Drake was different. He was, he was different. Always, he was, he was ready to go. Like, he was ready to go. If you ain't know what grade he was in, from the moment he stepped in there, you would think that he was a senior from the moment he stepped in West. Always mature. That, Maples always mature. So, no, just speaking about that, I feel like, um, Drake wasn't the starter that whole his whole sophomore year. He was wasn't. Uh, Eric Brennan was the starter. That's my guy, county guy, Chester guy. He was he, him and his family had a major part of me going and getting into West Catholic out of Ridley. They're the ones who actually sent Coach Fluck and uh, a few other guys to come watch me play football mm. at Ridley. And that's he. That was my oop. He he threw me the oop to get in West Catholic. But he was our starting quarterback early in the season, and then Drake 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 edged him out. Okay. No, it's um just speaking about it, you know, I'm a lineman. Right. Um being a skilled guy, being a running back, right? And you're at this the school with all these prestigious running backs in the history, right? 
And what is it like to be, you know, you're the first screen running back, but your second string and your third string, they nice too. It's exactly it's exactly how it sounds. The way you're thinking about it, that's how it is. You gotta be on your you gotta be on your stuff. Like it's no, it's no, it was it was no no level for mediocrity. So the same way that Coach Albie threw me in there as a as a as a 10th grader, 16-year-old over a senior, that's something that I had to prepare for when I was a senior. Right. And it's been times, it was times where I'm like, I, I know. Now me and Rob Holloman had a relationship prior to prior to West Catholic. I knew him before that. Okay. He was like one of the few guys that I know before we actually got to West. So I knew he was good. And I remember he played for, I want to say Mount Air. I think they the Bantams or something. And he was all I would hear about. And I, I'm like, dog, I know him. I know him. That's all I would hear about. And then when he when he when he finally got to West, they like, yo, this boy. So I had to stay up. I had to stay on my game. Now, granted, I did my part. I played. I played well for the most part my junior senior year. But like you said, the pressure behind you was like, man, listen, these yeah. dudes, they they coming. It ain't no. It ain't no. Man, you go a game without getting 100 yards, 150 yards, you might not be starting next week. Mm. And that's 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 how it was. That's how it was. It was like every single every run you was coach, you was running for your job. Every game you playing for your job. You don't you don't come out here and produce, man. Them young boys want to take your spot, and that's exactly how it was. And I think that also catapulted West Catholic as a whole of being so good because the competition level and practices, our practices was intense. And I don't like that's a part that I I don't feel as though like the coaching staff they get under under they, they it's not it's not it it doesn't get magnified enough. Like our coaches was like our our practices was like games. It was literally like games. We would pull the chains out. You know how they go situational football? We would do that the entire practice. So it's like this kid on defense, he's going to try. He's going he gonna to try to kill you. He might be on scout team, but he's just as good. He's going to try to kill you. So our games, the guys behind you, second string, third string, it didn't matter. They coming for you. Like they coming. They coming. Let you fumble in practice. You fumble in practice. You ain't touching the rock the whole rest of the practice. You coming out and you watching. So that second string, he might come in that game that weekend. He might come in and start over you because you fumble in practice. And that's 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 how it was all. The competition level was always through the roof. And it's crazy because you said that you feel like your coaches are underestimated, probably because y'all had so much time. Right, right. For the coaching, right, the actual yeah, coaching. Yeah. So that's that's a decent dynamic, man. Um. You know, just speaking about, you know, this great running back stable uh-huh. <laughs> at West Catholic, um, you know, uh, I guess the lead in Russia in the city went there, uh, Curtis Brinkley. Yeah. Uh, Kurt, uh, Brinkley was a, was a, was a, was a name I had, I, I didn't know him prior to, prior to being at West, but when I got the West, that's all you would hear about. Mm. So when I got the West and pulled out my little moves and showed what I got, I just kept hearing Brinkley, Brinkley, Boona, Boona, Boona. So I'm like, who is this boy, man? This boy wasn't. This boy ain't better than me. They. That's that's all I heard. That's all everybody compared me to. Everyone. That's all I heard. Oh, he the next Curtis Brinkley. It actually was in the paper. The next Curtis Brinkley. Uh, Brinkley Brinkley esque. That's what they would always write in the paper. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so I finally go home one day, watch his highlights. I'm like, he bull. He bull. And I remember we were playing one game. If I remember, we were playing Penwood on in a Thanksgiving game. I I want to say and. He come walking in. The PA announcer, Curtis Brinkley, come. Mind, he's probably two years removed from high school. <laughs> he come walking in. The PA announcer shouts out to Curtis Brinkley. What? So when the PA announcer announced somebody that's in the building, we all know when the PA announcer announced somebody that's in the building and they not playing, yeah. he that bull. 
Yeah. He that bull. So I'm like, so he come over, he walks straight to the sideline. Everybody, all eyes on him, he walking up. So I'm like, oh, all right, that must be the bull. So I'm like, I, uh, matter of fact, Coach Alvin, Coach Alvin, he tapped me like, that's, that's Curtis Brinkley. So I'm like, I want, at the time, we on defense. So I started, I'm like, let's go defense, we need to rock, we need to rock, we need to rock. So I can get so I can get in the game and show him what showing show him what I had to do. After the get after the game, he come up to me like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you know I mean you got, you know what I mean, you got real, real humble. Ain't, ain't fill my head up too much. I mean, you, you got something. I heard about you, that's why I'm here. So yeah. I'm like, all right, all right. That's tough. <laughs> no, just um, yeah, man, you know. Let's just talk about your life, man. Tell me about your upbringing, man. Where you grew grew up at, things like that. Man. Yeah, well, my upbringing, I'm a my mom, seven kids. I grew up for the most part, uh, crumbling, little, 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 little yeah, I mean, little spot in uh, Ridley. But uh, I'm a Chester kid, obviously, family from Chester and stuff like that. I'm a Chester kid. Came up, I came up in Chester as well. Um, seven kids. I came up, grew up, one one bedroom apartment. Seven kids. Yeah, I mean, mom held it down for the most part. Pop was in and out of jail, you know, typical story. Pop was in and out of jail. You know what I mean, do my do my phase of co- of coming up as a kid, he wasn't really around because of you know what I mean being incarcerated in that time. When he was around for like my older my older siblings and brother my older brothers and sisters and stuff like that, from the time that he was out, he was around. It wasn't he was in the picture, so it wasn't like he was just like like completely absent. Right, but. For my upbringing, me and my two younger brothers and stuff like that, he was always in and out. So it was pretty much my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom. So my mom pretty much raised me and my two younger brothers and did a hell of a job, did a hell of a job at it. Kept us level-headed, you know, kept us out of trouble, always kept us into stuff. No matter how good or bad she had it, she never showed it. Mm. So it was like, if she was struggling, we would never know. It wasn't until we got older and matured and realized what she was actually going through, trying to raise all of us and doing a hell of a job at it by herself. So that's pretty much, like I said, that's pretty much how it came up. And my mom is the one who actually put me, like I said, she always kept us and stuff. Now, my older brother played football. My older brother, David uh, Kiss, he played football. He started out playing football and he was actually good at it. So it was just like, all right, he played football. And then my mom... Rest of my kids are playing football. Mm-hmm. I remember, I tell the kids all the time when the kids that I coach, man, there's been times that I want to quit. I remember playing for the Brookhaven Jets and, you know, being a kid, something don't go your way. It ain't go my way. I tell my mom, I ain't playing. Next day, I walk off the field, you know, parent parked over. It's a night, it's night, it's cold. Parent parked over in the car waiting for practice to be over. I tell them, I'm like, I ain't playing no more. Go to the side. Next day, 6 o'clock come around, you know, practice you practice six to eight, five thirty, six o'clock come around. My mom like, why you ain't dressed for practice? I'm like, I ain't playing no more. Man, she said, you she literally put me in the car, put me in the car, drove me to the field, dropped me off and left. You gonna do something. Mm. And at every after that point, I just was footballed out. I just was footballed out for the rest of my life. Until this day, I just I just I was just footballed out. So my mom is the one that actually like she actually forced me into forced me into the game. The beat, the she forced me into it. With her forcing you into the game, did you eventually like grow the love for the game? Naturally? Exactly. That's a, 
when she forced me into the game, I'm like, all right, I'm going to play it. And at the time, I'm not going to sit here and say as a 10-year-old, I knew that I had a special skill set that I was blessed with. Like God had blessed me with a certain type of talent. That's that's something I can say now as an adult. But as a ten year old, you don't know. You just out there running around back and forth. Mm-hmm. But I was good. Like I I knew I was good. Like and, and everybody around me knew I was good. Coaches knew I was good. My peers knew I was good. Like you hand me the football, I'm running for a touchdown no matter what. So once once I started doing that, I started loving the game. And then once I seen how lenient that other people were on me. Just from being like like a fo- football camaraderie, like being a brotherhood and stuff like that. And once I knew that, all right, these people, they look they they looking up to me. So if it's time to win a game, they're gonna give me the ball. My teammates gonna block for me. And I and I and I and I and I I, I actually like coveted that young. So it was not that I I I didn't I can't speak now and be like, oh yeah, they believed in me. I can say that now, but as a kid, you don't really know what you don't really know what that is as a as a nine year old, ten year old just playing football. You just playing football and just happen to be good. Right. But that's where that's where I grew my love for the sport. Just you know what I mean, just playing, being extra and being successful. So being successful, like running touchdowns and stuff like that, that's not successful on a on a crazy level now. But as a kid, who don't want to run touchdowns? Right. So and that and that and I pray and I like so I would say like the success, the success. That I was having playing it kept me in, kept me in it. No. Um, even going further back than that, did you remember like your first introduction to sports? I always ask guys that, like, do you remember like, you know, I was banging on my brothers yeah, on the Fisher well, Price? <laughs> me, we used to play free fall. That's what it was. Free fall, we rumble fumble, whatever you want to call it. And at school, I remember at Stetzer, uh Stetzer Elementary School, we used to just it's lunchtime, recess. Literally 30, 40 dudes in a game. It's only one football. So if you get the ball, you got to try to break 25, 30 tackles to get to the other end of the field. And I was good at it. I was good at it. So, and that that was like my introduction of playing football before I was actually into organized football. Mm. So, and that and that's how it started. So I'm like, you know what I mean? And all my, like I said, my peers, you know, they like, yo, when he get the ball, man, just call. Auto is when you just let somebody score automatically. You call auto and they gotta throw the ball back. So every time I get the ball, they just like, man, auto, man, man, auto. We ain't chasing heat and nobody gonna catch auto. And that was like my introduction into that was my introduction. Nobody wanted before organ- yeah, nobody wanted to chase me around. So that was like my that was like my introduction before like organized football. Um, yeah, man. So you said in ninth grade you went to Ridley. Yeah, eighth grade and ninth grade I went to Ridley. All right, eighth grade, you know what I mean? I played on the uh played on the unlimited team. I was good. I was still playing little league for Brickade and Jets, so I played eighth grade little league. Ninth grade, I was uh ninth grade, I played freshman. Now I was I f- I feel as though I was better to at least be on JV. Okay. And everybody else knew that. Now in the way that they handled their situation or however they coached or whatever. They, it didn't allow me to play JV. Actually, I wasn't even I wasn't even starting freshman. I wasn't even starting freshman running back, but I was scoring. I was getting like four or five touchdowns a game. Anybody on my freshman team that year from Ridley or to this day will testify like there's no way you should have been starting. Now, whatever politics or whatever, however, however they played it, I wasn't even starting as a freshman there, and that was the main reason why I left Ridley. That's what that was my that was my transition from. From from leaving Ridley because Ridley was a Ridley was a predominant 
predominantly playoff team when I was in when I was in school. They was good. They really was a, a great football team right. around those around that time. They was they was playoffs. They were Central League champs year in year and out. They had good talent, but they weren't like me at that at now at that time. I, I knew I was elite. I knew I, I knew I was elite. I knew I was I knew I was better than being a freshman. Right. Let alone not starting freshman. So I'll be, they'll put me in, I'll get a carry, touchdown. I get I'll return a punt, catch a punt on a on a one yard line, running back 99 yards. So the time ta- it was like they they knew I were ta- I was talented for whatever reason. I till I I still don't know to this day. They just wouldn't play me. They just they just wouldn't play me. And uh like I said, ninth grade year, it was me. I wasn't the only guy. It was it was it was a couple guys that should have at least been on JV. You heard you know how you remember how I said West groomed their guys? That was that that was that should have been our grooming years. So we should have been me, uh, Michael Wilkins, uh, Marcus Payton. It was several guys on that team that you knew should have been playing a level up. Right. Like they're not just freshman players. These 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 guys right now are the guys that's going to be at the helm of your at your program in a couple years. Right. So they shouldn't be stuck down here playing freshman. They should be on JV dressing up for varsity games. Taking in all, the, taking in everything that they can at this time. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, and that was the transition between me leaving. Uh, that's why I left Ridley. Everybody asked me to this. Why yo? That's why I left Ridley. And uh, I like I said, I never had, and I tell people, I never had me playing eighth grade and ninth grade football and being a standout player, which everybody knew, all the players knew. All the coaches in the community knew from the feeder programs. Everybody knew that I was a standout player. But I tell the craziest part that I could say, I never had one conversation with the head coach at that time. The head coach never, ever said a word to me. The varsity head coach. Never spoke to you. Never, ever said nothing to me. Mm. Ever. Ever. I never had one conversation. He never even came down and shook my hand like, yo, good job. And to me, looking back now, that's the craziest thing ever to me. What like how what high school coach doesn't associate himself or not even doesn't reach out to like his player? I don't even care if he was a he could be any player. He didn't have to be a standout player. Doesn't reach out to the kids that's going to be at the helm of his of his program in a couple of years. That's that yeah. that part was just asking not to me now. I'm, and then I tell people now when I left when, now when it was rumors of me leaving West that that summer. I left in the summer. School was over. I left that summer to go to West. So when it was rumors of me leaving West around the whole community and people was talking and kids was talking and stuff like that and word got back, the coach tried to reach out to me. That was the first time that, that the first time for me being there eighth grade, ninth grade and playing two full seasons of being there for two full school years. That was the first time that he actually came and said something to me. And what was what was his words when he called you or spoke to you? Oh, yeah. I heard you're leaving. That's what that that's what the words were. Oh yeah, I I heard you're leaving. How's everything? You know, try try to backpedal. You know, you know how I go. I don't know the exact words, but I do remember him saying, "Oh yeah, I heard you. I heard you're leaving." So when you say that, I'm like, "Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I am leaving." So I never had no type of animosity towards towards the situation, towards him, towards uh. I actually used to because, like I said, eighth grade, ninth grade, I played football with those guys. So the guys that were still on Ridley, I would go back to the games Friday night. It's a tradition, really. Friday night games, under the lights. I will always go back and watch my guys. 
go watch my guys play. And when I would see them at the games, he would come. He would what they walk into the locker room at the concession stand. Yeah, I mean, he would, he'd come up, shake my hand, like, all right, yeah, yeah. Oh, now you see me. <laughs> and after that, that that Roman game that I was speaking about, oh, they you should have seen how many people was in the in the community. Oh, oh, you should come back to Ridley. You should, you should. It was it was crazy. It was yeah. crazy. Like it was literally something like you don't really know. I don't really know like what's going on, but I can look back now. Like it was really something out of like a Friday nights Friday night lights movie, like like a movie or something like that. Like you see me in the store, they they you see me in a Wawa or something like that. People come up to you like, oh yeah, why'd you leave? I left because I was a, I was the best player football player in the school at the time, and I wasn't starting freshman football. Crazy. <laughs> and football was like a dream of mine. It was like like that's. Football is, is a dream. Is my it was an aspiration. It was something that I loved to do. So when I was there, I did it and I was good. But I was a step up from where I should have been. So no, just just so you go from Ridley in the county. I go to playing county football. I'm not good enough to play freshman county football. Then I go to the PCL, and I'm starting as a sophomore. How does that happen? Oh, man. <laughs> so what was, what was your um. Like what were some of the big differences like when you got the West compared to really like uh, like when you started you know going to school when you started going to practice like um, the biggest transition to me was number one maturity I knew I had to mature way quicker than what I would just being at home because like I said I gotta get up at six o'clock I gotta travel I gotta travel to West Philly I'm living in Ridley I gotta get up I gotta travel however I gotta get there I gotta get there. They provided uh, at this time they, they was providing service, so uh, a bus service would come pick me up from a come pick me up from a, a local area, pick me up, take me to school. But the maturity, the, it was something that I had to grasp quick. Now it was hard, the a- academic wise, it was hard making that transition from a public education, even though really it's a good it's, 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 a, it's a good educational school, but it was just different. The curriculum was different mm-hmm. from being in the archdiocese than being in a public school, so I had to adapt quickly. Which I didn't, which I didn't. So that was like one of the hardest components because I remember my sophomore year being academically ineligible to play in the playoffs that year. So I didn't play in the playoff game or the championship game they went to that year as a as a sophomore. So it was hard. It was something that I learned from. It was something that I learned from. So the academic component was 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 the biggest difference. Football wise, the talent level, obviously. The talent level of guys that you're playing on a game in game out basis it was it was incomparable you couldn't you couldn't compare it uh, the guys that you were playing with like I said as far as the competition piece I wasn't worried about nobody at I knew I knew nobody at Ridley was better than me right like you know what I mean so you go to West it's like even though I'm even though I like in my mind I'm like I'm better than this kid but I gotta watch my back because yeah you know I mean it's it's different it's right. different so the competition level the uh the talent level of the athletes period I would say I would say and then just just like I said playing in the PCL back then versus playing in the Central League like we know it's it's a huge difference right. it's a huge difference well respect like PCL was well especially back then was well respected so if you would go anywhere any type of recruit would come in that year, they're coming to see kids that's playing in the PCL not in the Central League right so. No, so uh, just talking about, you know, tell me, talk, let's talk about that sophomore year outside that Roman game. How did that season go? You know? The season, like I said, the season went great for me. I ended up, I ended up finishing with like 600 rushing yards that year, which was was great, fantastic for a backup. I finished with like 600, 600, 600 yards. I probably had like six, seven touchdowns that, six, seven touchdowns that year. I remember running a uh, 
running like running a couple punts back, kickoffs, kick returns. I mean, and uh, like I said, the team was loaded. They went to the play, ended up going to the playoffs. I didn't play in that. I didn't play in the playoffs in the championship game that year because I was academically ineligible, as I said. Did so y'all I lose the play. game that year? We lost. We lost to uh, we lost to Wood two times that year. Archbishop Wood. We lost to them in the regular season. We lost to Bonner. I remember that we lost to Bonner. This is when they had uh, oh, what's his name? Last name was Graham. I think he was the running back. He was at West and he transferred from West and went. I think his name was like Corey Graham or something. Uh, he transferred from West and went to Bonner or whatever reason. I'm transferring whatever. He 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 wasn't going to West anymore. He went to Bonner and that year they. They was they he was ready. Mm-hmm. So we played Bonner that year and they beat us. So I think that year we lost to Bonner and we lost to Archbishop Wood twice, once in a regular season and then a championship. Did you notice like a difference? You know, it's always a game on a schedule outside of like a team, like a uh, team you just don't like, right? You know, how we used to rev it up for yeah, y'all, right? Yeah. Like what what was the temperature like preparing for like Wood? The Wood game, outside of outside of I don't think the coaches looked at the Newman Garetti game as a rivalry as much as the players. Because, okay. you know, just, just from us, the trash talk and stuff like that throughout the course of the week. Mm-hmm. And then basketball, we all in the gym together. So we can't wait till the next season. We all talking and stuff like that. But uh, 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 Wood was like the real rivalry. It was the real rivalry. It was a team that on any given day, they could beat us. They We could beat them no matter how. We were far more superior talent-wise than them. But for some reason, they would beat us. They would beat us. They were well coached. All right. They were disciplined. So it's just like that once you already know that one team that just got that ether for you no matter what. Right. They was that they was they was that team. So throughout the course of the week, it was like rapid, rapid, rapid. It's this wood week. Like we ain't playing Cardinal Doherty. We ain't playing Bishop McDevitt. We play like this wood week. Like it's we that that's that's what the saying was. This this is wood week. Did uh and, did uh Chris Lord, did you ever twitch y'all? Uh, <laughs> he was that bull. He was. He bull. was that bull. He was that bull. I want to say now that my sophomore year when I didn't play, I would say that probably was his because he was he was young. He was he was young with me, but he actually got to play. So I would say that year he did good. Junior year, he did. Junior year he did well. My senior year, I strapped him. My senior year, I strapped him. I was uh, I I started corner that year. I started corner that year. We 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 strapped we strapped him as a whole. We strapped him as a whole. He was their guy. He was their kicker. He was their quarterback at times. He was their punter. He was their wide receiver. He was that bull. He was, he was that bull. Tough. Went to Harvard. He could have went anywhere. He went to Harvard. He could have went anywhere. But he was he 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 was that bull. And he was like I said, he was a household name. Yeah. But he didn't. Our senior year, our senior year, we pretty we strapped him. We strapped him. No. Um. You said at the end of sophomore year you was academically ineligible. Right. Um. What are some of the things you had to do to, you know, get your grades back together so you could participate? I had to go to summer school. That was also new to me. So I had to go to I had to go to summer school and I also had to, to pass the first quarter of the next school year. So even even though I was at summer school, they complete they they passed me technically for that prior year, but I also had to be I was I went I was on academic probation for the next year going into the season. Mm. So on top of everything that comes with football, I still have to do what I got to do in the classroom to stay eligible. I got to come out of that first quarter. Progress reports come out. Uh, prog- when progress reports come out, I had to be eligible. I couldn't have. I couldn't care. I couldn't be failing nothing. So it was like, all right, yeah, it's 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 time academically. So that's why I say the academic component 
was 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 the biggest challenge for me. Yeah, I went through the same thing. I I, I um I went to prep charter, then I transferred right. to Newman, and I just thought like Newman was just so much more demanding. Right. Like right. just compared to charter. Yeah, education. and it held, it held hold you accountable. Yeah. That's all it was. Now that we see it, it just holds you accountable. Definitely. So junior year, you get you the full time starter. Junior year, I'm the full time starter. I'm the household name in the in the league. Everybody knew who I was. They still couldn't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> so my junior year, I I run. I think I rushed for like 1,800 yards my junior year. Something like something like. Yeah, that was like that was like <laughs> I could have I, I the only reason why I I probably I probably would have not probably I would have ran for like two 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 thousand plus. But like I said, I had dudes behind me, mm-hmm. and they were molding dudes. So it was games where I come out, I score four or five touchdowns. First half, early third quarter, I'm not even in the game no more. So that's why that's why I'm like the stats. Don't get too confused up in the stats. I finished I I, I finished with like four thousand career yards. That was like I said, that was like I I I didn't play but two full seasons. I played like I said sophomore year. I was the backup to a senior, and uh junior and senior year that was I, so I finished with like basically like four thousand yards in two years. Mm. So 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 junior year you you make a name for the league. Um. I'm making a name for yourself in the league. Uh-huh. Um, how did how did that season end for y'all as a as a whole? As junior year, we uh I don't think we lost. We didn't lose the no. I'm yeah. I don't think we lost. We lost. I know we lost to Wood once again. I think we lost to Wood in the in the regular season. I could be we we could have beat him in the regular season or not. No, we lost to him. My junior year, we my senior year, we didn't beat him. We didn't we didn't lose to him. My um my junior year, we lost to Wood. In the championship and in the regular season, that was our only that was our only two losses. Prior, we might we might have lost a preseason game or something to LaSalle or somebody like that, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. But Wood 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 was our kryptonite, man. It was our kryptonite. Now my senior year, we wasn't going out. We all made it up in our mind. Me, Anthony Rhodes, Isaiah Edman, Mark uh, Booker, uh, Mark Holloway. We all ran. We we all made up our mind. Like yo, we're not letting these bulls beat us again. So we play them in a the regular season. We play them in a the regular season at Widener. I ended up having the most yards that I ever have or some I had. And, and it was something like it was like buck 47 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, they used to they used to stack the box. Literally, they used to stack the box. Ten guys, ten guys and one safety. They had no respect for our pass game. They knew they knew no matter what they was coming. The ball was going to make. They would stack the box, literally, 10 people in a box. If you watch the film, which I always do, you watch the film, it look crazy. 10 guys in a box. The corners are inside shade on the wide receivers to where as though they 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 just there. They know the ball not going to them. They just they just there so the quarterback can't hike and hurry up and throw it. Mm. Ten, nine, 10 guys in a box every single down, no matter the down and distance, no matter where we was at in the field, nine, 10 guys in a box. I couldn't do nothing versus them. Bro. I remember my, my – uh, one game my junior year, bro, I had like tw- I had like twenty carries versus the Bulls for like forty yards, bro. <laughs> and that ain't and that's not and that's not spicing it at all. Literally had like 19, 19 I, I remember nineteen twenty carries, bro, for like forty three yards. I could they they they, they was our kryptonite. But well, my senior year, senior year, I got with them. I, I torched them over at this is when Widener first their early years of getting the uh getting their turf field. Yeah, speak about that. Y'all went from playing at like Pinwood to yeah, playing yeah, because uh, we didn't have a home field. We didn't have a home field, uh, so our home field was Kerfield, Pinwood Field. So we was playing there, and then when Widener got their turf, 
our home, we, they let us play our home games there. However, yeah, you know I mean, we was playing our home games there. So we ended up playing Wood there. We ended up playing Wood there. I tore them in the regular season. And then in the championship, we played on my senior year. Of course, we played them in the championship again. Uh, I remember tight game, 0-0. As I said, Maples got in. He ran like a touchdown. I think we missed the extra point. It was 6 nothing. Um but they was going in a score. They was going in a score right before halftime. I was playing corner. Uh, their quarterback, I, I want to remember his name, Devlin. He went the West. He also went the West Chester. He was good. He was playing. He was he was playing as a he he might have been a sophomore that year. He was playing real real young. Mm-hmm. And he he went to throw a he went to throw a a, 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 a curl. It was on like a ten yard line. And I remember bailing out like it was cover three. And as he went back to throw it. I jumped it, intercepted it. I could have went, I could have went 90 yards, but I stumbled. I stumbled, and but the at that point, a six nothing game. That interception almost felt like a touchdown. It was deflating for them because we couldn't move the ball, they couldn't move the ball. We scored, they got down to the 10 through a pick. So that was pretty much, and it was right before that, literally like 12 seconds right before halftime. And it was that was that was like one of the biggest play biggest plays of the game. I think we ended up beating them 12 nothing or 12 six or something like that. So that that that. That's that's what I remember from that game. It was it was a bit it was a big part, but yeah, I mean, what was our what was our that was like that was our rivalry. That was our real like that was our rivalry. That was our coaches' right because any given day, either team could be either team. No, just just going back to our our bout with y'all senior year, right? Um, down at Tiffin Bigler before yeah. the super site before it was right, all right, nice. right. It was all grass down that thing. Yeah, grass and dirt for dirt, us. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a tight game with you um, that year. Coach Steve got us all ready for the West game. Yes, as he u- did. As usual. Yes, he did. Um, Mark McPherson. Mark McPherson, the running back number 47. Yep. All, all them guys was real excited about that game. That's when we had, like, a bunch of dudes. We had, I, I think, when we, 07? The class, I always say the class 08 really held us up that senior year. Right. Because, like, Creon J. Watson and all yeah, them. Yeah, he ended they, up transferring to West. They all was juniors. Darrell yeah. Delaney. Um, all them dudes, you know, Chris Palmer, yeah. Kadeem, everybody that was really a part of that team was really younger. I think we had enough seniors, the, yeah. the lead, but the, but young the, talent, the, yeah. the, the talent was the yeah. young dudes. Yeah. Um, but I remember us had like we just finally thought we had enough athletes, right, right, to match up, which all right. of the athletes y'all got all uh-huh. over the damn place. Yeah, and uh, we played y'all pretty tight, man. Oh, y'all played this real tight, real tight, man. I like I said. My prior years going into playing Newman, we always bomb Newman. So we looking at, you know how it is. You look at a, a team on your schedule that you know you're going to beat, check it all. We, we, we ain't worried about them. We worry about Wood. We, you know what I mean? Man, we get into the game, and it's a flat-out battle, battle, battle. I don't know what the score is at halftime, but I remember, like I said, I remember sitting at, at halftime. I think I, I think I needed I, – I think it was something that I was going for. It was either – it wasn't a record record, but it was something like I needed – 200 yards or something like that to get over a stack or to get 1,500. It was something of that sort. It was some type of accolade that I was chasing. Man, they was on my behind the entire game. So I get into the uh, I get into uh, I get into the halftime and we sitting there, coach going crazy because we we underestimated the team as players. We underestimated y'all. So I remember sitting in there. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I tap my my uh, my fullback at the time. I tell him, I'm like. Bro, they giving us a run, bro. Coach, nobody talking a long time. Uh, he going through it because we ain't playing up the expectations. Mm-hmm. So I look back to the side again. Bro, these boys about to beat us, yo. 
So I'm like, man, we got, we got, we got to turn it up. We got to turn it up. And then that's when Curtis Drake came to the rescue, got in his bag. Drake was, like I said, Drake was different. He was different. He was always, he was ready. He was ready from the get go. Like it wasn't no, oh, he a, he a freshman, he a junior, he a sophomore, he a junior. He was ready from the get go. The moment they put the ball in his hand, it was go time. So, and that's who saved us. He saved us. It wasn't me. It wasn't. He saved us. No, that was like the the craziest. Um, I think I think he scrambled for first. We went to overtime. Yeah, overtime. So that's like overtime. one of my only overtime games in high school. High school, yeah. Um, and I didn't really know the rules to overtime. Right, like, right. It was it was like what? Couple plays from the ten yard. It was something. It was something crazy. Like some type of like. I know it wasn't no kickoff. I remember that. It was no kickoff. Yeah. It was like a. I want to say like a little mini shootout yeah, or something like yeah. that, right? From, from real close. Yeah. And 10, 15 yard line. It was something like that. Yeah. And he we got held them to like third or fourth down and he scrambled for first. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and then y'all, y'all finally pounded, pounded, pounded all the way down. And I think maybe he scored on like a quarterback sneak or right, something right, yeah. to win the game. And yeah. we didn't get another chance to yeah, score. Yeah. And it was just like the most deflating. Yeah, we got the stop. That's what it was like. It was like, yeah, I mean, you get a chance to score. I remember I Y'all, we got to stop, and then y'all had us to like a fourth down, and he scrambled, mm-hmm. and then sucked the win out of out of everybody, mm-hmm. and then we he got down to like probably like the two three yard line and ran a quarterback sneak, and that was game, and we snuck out of that joint with a W. Whoa. Listen, and it's crazy. It was like the most like on the other side of that. First of all, it's like beating. It was like the opportunity to beat Big he, Brother, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and 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 we yeah. let him we let him off the yeah, hook. Y'all worked us that y'all worked us that year. I remember I, like that. I remember I caught a punt. I remember, the punt is on my highlight tape. I, I caught a punt. I ran it like 20 yards. Mark McPherson come out of nowhere. Boom! Laid me. He was on my top the whole the whole game. He was on my head the whole game. But I was getting him back at corner. Like he would he would take the little, y'all had the little split back formation. Uh-huh. He'd get the little handoff, come around the sideline every time. I was just ankle biting him. Mm-hmm. It was killing. He's like, man, like he keep going for my I remember he saying to the he keep going for my ankles. He keep going for my I was I was I was getting him back at corner, but that game, that was one of that was one of my it was one of my favorite games because like I said, it was like it was like one of the one of the few times that we it was the only time that we faced adversity and we wasn't playing wood. That was like the only time. Everybody, like you already know, like everybody else we played was like, all right, we gonna mop them, we gonna mop them, we gonna mop them. Y'all used that, to kill Carol too. Yeah, we. Well, I'm not gonna say kill. We beat them. We beat them that year. Carol was good, so they had some guys. They had some guys. Russ, that, yeah. Um, uh, what was it, Rush Johnson? I don't know. Uh, Johnson. Uh, they had, yeah, they had, they had some guys. I yeah. remember they had a safety, uh, Prather. His name is Prather. They had they had a couple they had they had they was good we didn't mop them like we mopped everybody but they 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 couldn't beat us right yeah they, they, they probably yeah. Like the fourth best yeah, team. yeah they couldn't beat us but they had that little that's when they was running that little wing T they had it was hard to stop they had some they, Carol had some they had some guys back then but like I said that game versus y'all 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 was prepared y'all was prepared probably should have won that game probably should have won that game but like I said that's one of the fewest times that we faced adversity as a team and as a whole. Where we looked around, we like, like I said, at halftime, we look around, we look at shot. You know how it is when you expecting to beat somebody bad and then it ain't happening. And now you're looking around, they tell you, like, yo, man, we're supposed to be up a dub on these bulls, bro. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be up three touchdowns. And that was one of the times that we like that that right there, that like catapulted us as a as a unit and brought us more together as like a team because we looked at each other, it's like, all right, it ain't going the way we planned. So what y'all gonna do from this point on? And when we came out of halftime, we like, all right, it's go time. Like it's everybody got to contribute. 
it ain't the Dennis Shaw show today. They they are they ain't they ain't letting Dennis, they not letting the best player beat him today. Somebody else gonna have to step up, and that's when Curtis Drake was introduced. Nah, man, that, that, that's that's still one of the most we let y'all off the hook. You know, right? Yeah, um, it definitely definitely was. Like I said, y'all probably should have won that game. I'm keeping his faith. No, nah, we um we ended up playing Wood in the semis, and it was a tight game, like sixteen to six. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark gonna be mad. I bring this up, but Mark fumbled two times on the goal line. Uh. Like, like, almost nothing you can do. Like, helmet on the ball type right, of tackles right, no. in the ball. So, there was nothing you can do about them type, yeah. But they used to always say, like, yo, Mark, you just speed go to the pile line. And he just always wanted to run people yeah, over. Yeah, he was that boy. So, so, we lose the wood. But it was like, we beat wood up. Uh, right, senior, right, right. And we always thought, like, man, we would have beat wood. Because in our head, we would win because yeah. we should have had two touchdowns. Right. Um. And we really worked them, dog. Like, like out of all, like in the regular season, they beat us like twenty-seven to seven. I don't feel like we were prepared. And right, like, right. Um, as big as our offensive line was, we had a small center, my man Yacht. Yacht, he's really like a small linebacker size playing center. He really uh-huh. wasn't a lineman. He was just somebody that we had to snap the ball. Right. And he was second team all Catholic. But yeah. um, they picked on him the first game, and they did the same thing in the playoffs. But we were more, we were more prepared for it in the playoffs. And our line was just eating their D line. They, right. they weren't like super big mm-hmm. compared to us. Cause yeah. I'm saying that I'm yeah, big, yeah. but they weren't super big to us. But I always thought like if we beat them and we would have played y'all in the chip, <laughs> like the people we would have brought out for that game, like yeah, yeah. a Wesley Newman chip yeah. would have been crazy. Yeah. You know, but um, that's crazy, man. I, I just always wish for that chip, man, and we just couldn't get past them dudes. Yeah, but y'all definitely, I y'all definitely, y'all definitely was supposed to get us that year. Y'all supposed to get us that year. No, so uh, I'm, I'm assuming you went, you went all the uh, all first team. All yeah, the I, um, junior, I, I made first team all Catholic. Obviously, junior year I had like had like 18, 1800 yards. I made I made a uh, I made first team all Catholic. I made first team all Catholic my senior year too. So, and then I made I made uh I made all I made all I was I was all state. I was all Southeast Pennsylvania. So. Put all them accolades. Yeah, yeah, all the all the stuff that they the young boys gloat about nowadays. You know what I mean, we were just making it. That just be it. Like we, you know what I mean, and we crazy. ain't have like the crazy social media outlet like they got now. Yeah. But it was just like, all right, I made first team all Catholic. You go get your little certificate. That was just it. So you ended up playing in the city all star game. I played in the city all star game. I ain't get no carries. They gave me no carries. I think I, I uh, I think I missed practice like two times. And this is when this is this is around the Dow Robinson uh Dow Robinson era. Dow Robinson was that boy. Yeah. He was that boy. He played for North Catholic. He, he went to Temple. He was that boy. He was the guy that everybody, prior to learning about me, he was he was the, he was the, he was like the face of like skill position running backs. That little running back tweener, running back wide receiver, slot wide receiver type guy. He was that guy. But when the season started, it was like Dow Robinson, Dennis Shaw. Which one you got? Yeah. But he still had like that buzz because he was getting. I think he was already committed to Temple. Right. So All Star Game came around. Now and I, and on top of the fact that I think his coaches was coaches as well, or the offensive coach, they was they was they was feed they was feeding him. I ain't get the I probably got the ball like three times. Mind you, I'm the leading rusher in the day, and and I'm the leader at that. I was the leading rusher in the in, in, in the whole Philadelphia at that point. I ain't get. I got the ball. I got the ball like three or four times in that All City game. And we lost that game. And we lost. I probably played like three <laughs> drives. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't play. I didn't play. That's what I'm saying. I didn't play. I didn't play at all. I, I don't. I don't remember playing. I, I really, really, 
and I'm being lean with the four. I probably got the ball literally like three times that entire game. That's crazy. I thought we was going to win. We had Drew. We had him. We had McPherson. We had Haddie. We was loaded. It's, it, Chris Whitney. Yeah. Yep. We had, guy, we had we guys, bro. We had Anthony Rose. Was already, we was loaded. Mm-hmm. We was loaded. And then uh, – There's no way we should have lost that game either. First of all, Kendrick Coleman from uh, King. I think he was a King. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he ran – What do you want to make a pun on us? He was trying us. If he took a toss yeah, in the crib. Yeah, But you know how it is. Like, they actually get up for that game because they know, like, uh, public – the pub versus the Catholic school back then anyway, they like, all right, well, they already look at it like they think they're more superior. So they actually was getting up for that game as if it was a rivalry game. We just was going through the motions and stuff. Like I said, I ain't even go to practice. Right. I went to, I missed practice like two times during that week. So we like, all right, we got all these, we got all these names. We're gonna go in there and mop them. But they was they was ready to play. And the bull, the bull, like you said, the bull, uh Kendall Little, he was little, but he was little, small, right? Yeah. yeah, I remember he fried us. <laughs> he took a punt to the crib. I'm telling yeah. you what he did. He took like a punt to the crib, and they came back and like tossed in the ball at halfback. Yeah. And he, I remember, and he, I remember. Went, he went to the house. I remember. Was. I ain't remember his name until you said it, but yeah, I remember. No, nah, because I think he ended up going to like Cutstown or something. Okay. Like, I ended up playing in Newton College. Oh, all right, all right. Um, and they used to always talk, talk mad shit. Oh so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all I said. See, they got they got up. That that game meant something to them. Yeah. That's when they made nothing to us. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know much about um stuff at West. I got I got questions. So like. Like, what do Coach uh, Flut coach, coach? Like, is he an offensive or defense-minded coach? He was the offensive. He was the offensive coordinator. Back when I was playing, it was pretty much like power ball. It was like we, we power you to definitely run the ball down your throat. It was now 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 it's a little bit different. It's spread. Everybody will throw the ball all over the yard. Come out with these pretty formations, the motions, and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. But it was power ball. So he was he was he was he was good at what he done as an offensive coordinator. Uh, his brother was. The, a phenomenal, probably the best D coordinator. Not probably. He was the best defensive coordinator I ever seen, and that was until uh, up until till last year. Last year when I saw him coaching, he his brother uh, Dennis Fluck. He was he was like our defense was always our, our was was our, our our calling card. We always had guys, athletes, offensively, but our defense was our calling card. We know we knew that no matter what, when they got time into the playoffs, we was going to stop our opponent. Right, and if we won, it was going to be because of our defense. Our defense was always superior, and he knew what he was doing as a as a defensive coordinator. That was our strength. So, so when you played there, like, what was your, some of your favorite runs? Like, I always like to ask backs. Uh, like, what's your favorite call? My favorite run is versus. Uh, my favorite run is versus. Who was it? Uh, oh, what's this? What's the school? I think they're closed now. Uh, Doherty or not Doherty, North Catholic or not North Catholic. They was Kennedy, the Kennedy Kenrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, a ninety. I had a ninety-nine yarder versus them. I had a ninety crazy, a crazy ninety-nine yarder. I'm, <laughs> that that's my that's my that's my favorite run. Uh, I had one run versus Conwell Egan. Matter of fact, Conwell Egan beat us my senior year. They beat us my senior year. I remember they they beat us my senior year, and they was talking so much trash. We wiped them. They beat us my our senior, that year. We won a championship. Mm-hmm. Kyle Egan beat us. That was our only loss of the year. We came. They beat us on their homecoming at Harry Truman Field. I remember it. I was sick. Anthony Rose was sick. I played like one drive and didn't play the rest of the game. I was sick. I had I think I had the flu. I didn't play that game. Anthony Rhodes had a concussion. He ain't play uh, like the whole second half. And they beat us. Moral of the story, they beat us. It was like 23-12 or something like that. Mm. And they was talking 
crazy. Wasn't they quarterback MVP our senior year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was his name, man? I know you talk about, but he was good. He was good. He was solid. He was good. He was good. I wouldn't know. I'm off of Lama, so yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah, he uh they beat us that year. They beat us that year and uh they beat us that year, and then we came back and played them in a playoffs and bombed them like like 42 to 6. Mm. They was talking crazy. I have I remember I have I had five touchdowns that day. Came back, smoked them. They was th- I remember they was on ooh, it might have been MySpace back then. They was on that talking crazy. Oh yeah, we shut we shut Dennis Shaw down. I remember on PA Sports Wire, they had their you remember PA Sports Wire? It was That's like little, it was like a little uh sports page. They all uh 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 the people their community oh they was talking, oh yeah, we beat Wood, they we beat uh West, they ain't S. We shut Dennis Shaw down. He didn't even want to play no more. Man, we played them in the first round of the playoffs. Oh my goodness, we took it to him. Forty it was like forty two to six. Man, um, when you used to be in that huddle and they uh say fluff call to play, like what was your favorite call? My favorite my favorite play was uh my favorite play was sixty six power. That was our power play. Some people think it would be a toss or something like that. Mm. Our offensive line was was our offensive line was like I said, our offensive line was well coached. They was dominant. So when I call when they called sixty six power, it was it was to the house. I knew I once I got to only only person I had to make miss was probably a linebacker and a safety. And that was easy. That's like one or two guys. Mm-hmm. My guys, they would all I get that pulling guard, come around, pull up into the hole. I got the full back in front of me. That's like that with the play side, the play side, because it, it, it was designed, it was like a 60, it was like to the six holes. So I get the I'll get the tackle. I'll get my fullback, and I'll get the pull the backside pulling guard. That's three people to block for me, like lead lead blocker. That's three people lead blocker. So I already knew, like I, I get this joint to the in the open field, six seven yards downfield with that linebacker. The linebacker not catching me. It's over. I'm not letting the linebacker catch me. <laughs> and then that safety in the open field, I just gotta give him something. I give him something, a little stutter, or he at third fourth quarter he anticipating the move, and I I can just blow just fly right by him. Sixty six. That was my favorite play. That was my favorite play. No, um, you know with. All the success you had at West, you know, were you recruited to go to college? I was recruited. Um, I was recruited by UConn. I was recruited by Michigan State. I was recruited by my favorite school at the time, Georgia Tech. I was recruited by Rutgers. And then you could pull you could pull up my, my rivals profile right now mm-hmm. and you will see all those schools that was recruiting me. And uh the 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 mistake I made, I didn't go to any I went to Rutgers camp. That was the only camp. I was Syracuse, I uh Syracuse recruited me. If I, I don't know if I said it, but I was being I was I was being recruited by big time. These was big time D one schools at the time. Right. Don't look now. Look at yeah, you know I mean back then. These is big time D one schools, big time football programs at the time. So th- these schools were recruiting me. They would they would come in. West 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 had the best athletes in the city at that time. So when when colleges came in, it wasn't no these is D one power power five conference schools mm-hmm. coming in, and I would get called down to the office every day. Come talk to these guys, but. I didn't. I didn't go to any camps. I wasn't bad academically, but as a coach, when you putting your name on the line and stuff like that, you wanna you wanna make sure that all right, this kid is. So I from 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 from. I don't I don't think that Fluck. I don't think that Fluck believed in me as far as like being a a college athlete. So you said Coach Fluck didn't believe in you. Not that he didn't believe in me. I mean. I just think that he didn't want to put his name out. Like at the time, like I said, he was he was a highly coveted coach for us when it's time for recruiting. I, I just think that he didn't want to put his name out on a, a on a limb 
for me. And it was a couple, it was a lot of other guys that felt like that. Mm-hmm. Now, was I a D1 talent? Absolutely. Everybody knew that. Right. So, when it comes, like, when I, I tell the kids all the time, like, I don't blame nobody for it. I take responsibility for, for my own actions and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, as a kid, you don't really, you don't really know. You don't, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't really know as far as, like, even if I didn't go play D one, I should have been playing football somewhere. That's 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 proven. Everybody, like, I should have been playing football somewhere. Was I a D one athlete? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So without the the Fluck Coast sign, you didn't get uh, official offers, or no, I never was offered officially because I didn't take my SATs till late, okay. and I'm not. I don't remember what my score was or nothing like that, and uh, GPA and stuff like that. So I'm not. Like I said, I wasn't a horrible student. But I, wa- I wasn't, like, through the roof. I wasn't a crazy a scholar. Like, right. So whatever the case may be, like, the time had, it was, it, it had went rapid. Like, the time, it was going, it was going fast. It was going fast. And at the time, I didn't know, like, far as, like, the recruiting process and all that time. I didn't know how that worked. I didn't have nobody to let me know how that worked. Right. Hence, what I'm doing now, giving these guys the blueprint these kids, these youth, these high school students, the blueprint on what it takes to get to that next level. Me not getting to that next level, I know what it takes to get to that next level and what actually matters to get to that next level. So, like, so, so there is, like, you know, NCAA clearinghouse, stuff like that. You got to have a certain GPA to match a certain SAT score and stuff like that. But if you're not eligible uh, going into school, Schools can still take a chance on you and just register yeah, you. absolutely. And then you can play. Absolutely. So you didn't, or go to prep school, or, or JUCO. I didn't go anywhere. And you I just you just chalked it. Just stopped playing. I just stopped playing. I just stopped playing. So, like I said, when it, when people ask me, like, did I get out of football what I, what I, what I, what I envisioned or the maximum I could have got out of football, playing-wise, not at all. Not at all. Because I feel as though if... I would have went to college. I would have been a pro, and still playing to this day as a pro. Mm. That's just based on that's just based on my talent level. Not not to not to be cocky or whatever like that. Like I I, I say that humbly. Mm. Like if I would have went to college, I know that the talent that I had and my skill set was elite. So if I got a chance to actually broadcast that on a national scale with D one linemen blocking for me, I would have been a pro and probably still been a pro to this day. Mm. So playing wise. I wouldn't say that I got. I know I didn't get the most out of playing, but the foot, but the game of football itself has taken me to heights as well that I never would envision it would. Because at that time, all I could see was what I could get from playing. I wasn't looking at what I could get from coaching and being a mentor through the sport and using it as an outlet to change lives and stuff like that. No, a question, just you know, because this is like supposed to be interpersonal. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like dealing with that, bro. Like you, you were like all city type of right, dude. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Was did you go through any type of depression with that, or like, like hanging it up unexpectedly like that? What did that do to you mentally? Um, that's what I'm saying. Like to me, it was never like I didn't never have like no no post traumatic stress to say uh, uh, from from not from not playing anymore. Mm-hmm. Like. Obviously, you get your people come up to you like, yo, what you doing? You know what I mean? You know how it go when you somebody, mm-hmm. when you somebody in the sport. Like, people people had people had aspirations of me being a pro before I ever even seen it. Right. You feel me? Like, people come people come up to me to this day. You you belong in the NFL. But, I mean, for whatever reason, it didn't happen. I'm not in the NFL. 
that's that's something that I'm cool with. As you know what I mean, I'm 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 fine with that because if it was like I said, if it was if it, if 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 it was in the makings, if it was God makings, it would have been something that it would have been something that happened. Right. But I also feel as though if I, if I had done things a little bit better, not better, if I just would have been smarter as a 17, 18 year old and not thought I knew it all, then that would have helped as well. Right. So I, I, I own up to my, my part of it too. No, um, so in that time, I just gotta ask, in that time, like, so what did you transition into after high school then? High school, I was really, really, really like, after high school, I was really doing nothing. To be honest, I started slurring off towards the streets, mm. towards the streets. And it wasn't until the love of football had saved me from that. And that's when I started coaching youth football. And that's where I started, okay, I understand. Like, all right, it's something else. Do this out. Like, though I didn't go to college, though I didn't, I didn't, I didn't reach my expectations as far as a player, I'm not a pro. But it's still ways that this game can take me to newer heights that I never even envisioned. Right. That has nothing to do with playing. So it's like I accepted that. Now, if it was any type of depression or stress or something or animosity I had towards myself or anybody else for me not going to college or, 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 or being a pro player, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Right. I wouldn't have been able to do that because I would have been so stuck on, oh, this is what this is what. This is what I didn't get. It would have been I, 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 I. Selfishness. I wasn't selfish. So once I start seeing how I could tell my story to other kids, I could coach youth football, these, these kids can look up to me, they respect me, they understand what I've done playing the game and stuff like that. They look at me as a big brother, a father figure and stuff like that. And then I started to understand life as I matured. Like, damn, this, this, it's, it's really more to this than just playing. Right. And once I accepted that, Football itself, football itself has, has has been something that I would be like, oh yeah, maybe well maybe I am getting what I'm, maybe I am getting the most out of this. So, right. no, just speak to your coaching. You said um, you coach youth. I coach youth football. All right, I uh, I coach youth football. I started team? with I started with the Upland Hurricanes. Uh, that year I started with the Upland Upland Hurricanes. I won a championship. I uh I coached three years. I coached with the Chichester Crusaders. I won a championship, and I coached with the Chester Panthers and the fourteen U in my most recent time, probably what two years ago, two years ago, three years ago, and we won a championship and qualified for nationals in Florida. And then uh, a former head coach of mine, Coach Beatty, had got a uh, my guy, Coach Beatty, had got a, a, a the head coaching job at Chester, and I was on his list. I was the first on his list of assistant coaches that he wanted to reach out to, or to try to have as assistant coaches to give a job to. Right. So he called me on the phone, yo, Den, that's what he called me, yo, Den, I got this job, man, I can't take this job without you, I need you. I need I need your voice in the community, I need you to help me. And that's when I started coaching high school. So I'm about, what, five, six years in. And what, and what, and what keeps you going back every year? The relationship that I have with the kids, the impact that I have on the kids, what I know the kids missing. They come a lot of these kids they come to the they come to football practice. That's like that's like a safe haven for them. Mm. It's a whole new it's a whole new environment. You know how it is, inner city kids, Chester kids, it's 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 just different. It's different. They get a break from everything else that's going on in their regular life, that's going on at home, 
for whatever, like you said, stress, whatever, whatever it may be, that's their break. And when they come there, they treat it as such. So me just being a part of that, changing their lives, like having kids message you up, coach, I appreciate you. Former kids, three, four years. I just had a, I just had a kid last night DM me on Instagram, coach, man, I just want to appreciate you. Not, not a troublesome kid, not in no type of trouble, not, nothing. Coach, I just want to appreciate you for, for, for being there for me, always being the coach I could talk to, being that father figure, being that big brother for me that helped me get through my college career. Stuff like that you can't put a price on, to me anyway. Right. And that's that's what keep me going. That's the that's the type of stuff that I mean that 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 gets me there every day. Well, just um just you know, some of my listeners may not be super familiar with Chester. Just describe to them that type of that community and like how rough it is growing up there. Uh it's brutal. It's brutal. I mean, but just like everywhere, if you're gonna make it out, you're gonna make it out. It's opportunity to make it out. So the kids that separate themselves, the kids that go to school every day, do what they gotta do in the classroom, the student athletes, and you use all those outlets, everything that's there for you, even though they they, they, they wanna drill to you that is not there. They wanna they want they want you to believe that you're in a place that you can't make it out from. They want you to believe that you're facing some crazy adversity that nobody else is facing. Because they don't want you to believe in yourself, because they don't believe in you. That's the first step. The first step is them not believing in you. The second step is get them getting you to not believe in yourself. Mm. All right. So they want you to not believe in yourself, but it's possible. It's not. It, it, you can come from anywhere. It's people that came out of there. You can come from anywhere as long as you apply yourself the right way and you never give up and never let nobody sell you short of what you want to do. As long as you know that you can do it, it's, it's there for you. Yeah, man. So, who was Dennis Shaw now, man? Uh, right now, I'm the head. I'm I'm the head JV coach. I'm the head JV coach. I'm the varsity uh the varsity running back uh coach, varsity assistant, and I'm just playing my role, man. Being that guy that I didn't have when I was when I was a kid, and it's just simple as that. It's simple as that. I'm a parent. I got two beautiful daughters, Kylie and Kendall. So, that's first. Football and all and everything else. That's after that. So I'm like I said, I'm coaching. I'm coaching now, and playing my role, man. We all got a role that we got to play. So once you identify that role, why God got you here to do whatever it is that He wants you to do, you got to grasp it, accept it, and play it to the best of your ability. And that's all that I'm doing. No oh, man, do me a favor before you get out of here, man. Recommend me three former athletes that you want to see me interview on the podcast. Um. I want you to talk to I want you to talk to Rob Holloman. That's my guy. I want you to talk to Rob Holloman. I want you to talk to Eric Brennan. He was a uh, he was that's who that he was the quarterback before Drake. Mm -hmm. He was the quarterback before Drake. And uh I want you to talk to my brother, Deion Shaw. Deion Shaw. Yeah. See, yeah. I don't even know that story, man. I yeah. gotta get him up yeah. here, man. I wanna thank you for coming up. Oh, I you appreciate you, know, bro. Thanks for having me, baby. No problem, man.